Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Peter Joseph, and you're listening to V Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of V Radio. Uh, tonight, our topic of discussion is when will we have no rules? Uh, tonight, I have all of my panelists. Um, we're going to have uh, Thunder, Dark Dancer, and Paradigm tonight. Um, I'm going to start up, you know, with asking them to introduce themselves so you'll know which voice is which. For those of you, as I know, we already have new first-time listeners. So um, I'm going to give a big shout-out to Mindblown in the chat room. Hey, everyone, this is Chuck in North Carolina. <laughs> um, there's the uh, Big LB, who's apparently a first-time listener. I'm going to give a shout-out to him as well. Um, now I'm going to have introductions. Thunder. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Hello, everybody. I'm Thunder. I do my own blog talk show as well, and I'm obviously a uh, return guest on V's show. Thank you, V, for having me on today. No problem. Dark Dancer, go ahead and introduce yourself, and make sure that they know what you do for the movement as well, uh, Dark Dancer. Yes, I was planning to elaborate on that as well. Hi, I am uh, Gilbert. I'm uh, from the Netherlands. I am the main administrator for the Zeitgeist Movement chapters, which are the local departments of the Zeitgeist Movement worldwide. And usually I come here and uh, uh, participate in Neil's show on my personal behalf, but tonight I'll be speaking on behalf of all of the chapters since the topic we're discussing today is of very great importance to our movement. Thank you. Okay, Paradigm, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Yeah, this is Paradigm, and I'm just a uh, regular member of the forum and the uh, general Zeitgeist community. Been here for, I guess, since it, since it pretty much started, since the website went up. And uh, I guess I'm just kind of like a regular contributor to the, to the forum with a bunch of posts on various subjects, and I've been on your show before, too. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> All right, well, I've given the link out in the chat uh, to the blog. Um, to those of you who are first-time listeners, you can learn more about this show and also get links to various archive shows on this subject by going to vradio.org. That's v-radio.org. Um, and there you'll be able to see there's links on the front page to various things, um, including uh, a Zeitgeist Forum uh, post that's in the Venus Project section. There's a link to it there. There's a link of all of my archive shows. Very easy to find that way. Um, there's also my contact information if you'd like to donate to V Radio. We've almost met our uh, goal for this month. Um, I'm kind of cutting it close, but there's only like, uh, I think there was like 20 bucks left on it the last time I checked. If you'd like to donate to V Radio, that's where you go to do it. You can use PayPal. Um, there's a donation button that you'll be able to find via my blog, my MySpace, and that's also linked directly on vradio.org. Um, Anyway, that being said, um, we're going to be reading from this tonight. I'm thanking you all for tuning in. If you're listening to this on archive, um, you also are a valued listener. Um, I know not everybody can catch this live, and the vast majority of my listeners don't even, um, you know, this is one of the reasons I read the blog, is I recently had people question that. But the reason I read the blog is that a lot of my listeners are actually people who have downloaded my show and are, like, listening to it while on the road or on the bus and, they obviously can't have my blog in front of them to read. And, you know, this is blog talk radio, after all, and that's kind of what it's all about. So this, is a, this show is scheduled for two hours because the blog is long and the subject is long, and I think that this topic really needed to be addressed because I've heard a lot of people who are very concerned, 
Um, and they're basically worried about authority, and that's why we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, and so I'm going to begin reading from the blog. Once again, thank you for tuning in to V Radio. <clears throat> and also, in, it's, excuse me, I have a bit of a cold starting. <laughs> when will there be no rules? There has been a lot of talk in the zeitgeist movement about our principles and how we should be holding to them. Some people go so far as to saying that we should be implementing the proposed policies that the Venus Project advocates for society right away. There is a good deal of mistrust and fear of authority figures in this movement because we recognize that authority has been abused, and it has led to a lot of society's problems, and in many cases even taken lives. I am on board with that, and I completely understand. However, are we ready to eliminate authority within the zeitgeist movement? Some people have suggested that we should, for example, remove moderators on our forums and other communications mediums. I have heard similar arguments for why we should have no rules, and that there should be no kicking or banning of anyone using our communication systems, no matter how rude, crass, or outright destructive they have become. They cite the Venus Project's eventual goal of having a world with no laws or government as reasoning for this, but they are missing a very important issue, and putting the cart before the horse. Our goal is to eliminate the need for these institutions of authority by addressing the root causes of the behavior in question by controlling the environment in such a way that eliminates destructive behavior before it starts. When it comes to our moderators and administrators in the zeitgeist movement, we don't have any control over the environment of those who participate in communication mediums as far as their environment at home. So it is impossible for us to solve these problems in that way. Authority is a natural phenomenon in our current society. Let's examine for a moment what authority is. I also have here in the blog basically the definition of the word authority. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read some of the ones that I feel are relevant to what we're discussing. But all the information is available for the sake of debate on my blog. Um, under authority A, the power to enforce laws, exact obedience, command, determine, or judge. B, one that is invested with this power, especially a government or body of government officials, land titles, for example, issued by civil authority, power assigned to another, authorization, deputies, for example, were given authority to make arrests, a public agency or corporation with administrative powers in a specified field, a city transit authority, um, 4A is an accepted source of, of expert information or advice, a noted authority on birds, for example, a reference book often cited as an authority. Um, sorry about that. Um, a quotation or cita citation from such an authority, biblical authorities for a moral judgment, for example, justification, grounds. Um, now, once again, and there's a lot of these that are not necessarily uh, relevant, so I'm going to read power to influence or persuade resulting from knowledge or experience. Political observers who acquire authority with age is an example. Now, I'm going to go ahead and go past that now. Now, we do give our moderators and administrators authority in the following sense. Quote, A, the power to enforce laws and exact obedience, command, determine, or judge. Our moderators have the ability to enforce the rules of the forums they preside in, to exact obedience from the people who are not following those rules to determine and judge if someone's behavior should cause them to move from those forums. The rules that they enforce are there to prevent people from being abusive to others or destructive to conversation and the exchange of ideas. Some might argue that we shouldn't need those rules or the moderators in a chat room devoted to enforcing them if we really believe what we do about society. 
The problem is, and this is proven all the time in our forums, chat rooms, etc., is that even within the zeitgeist movement, we have not yet changed our own values enough to be able to do this. If we had, there would be no conversations or arguments about banning, not because there would be no mods or rules, but because no one would be behaving in a way that would lead to anyone wanting them to be banned in the first place. Now I'm going to go ahead and pause there because that's the first aspect of authority that we're discussing in the zeitgeist movement. So I want to bring on my panelists. I'm going to start with you, Thunder. What did you have to add? Yeah, I, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, just also, I, during the introduction, I wasn't aware you wanted all that, but I am an admin in the Ventrilo, um, soon to be TeamSpeak 3, so uh, this hits home with me. Um, I'm also an admin and a California chapter coordinator, so I have some uh, authority, if you will, in that respect as, as well. Um, as far as adding anything, um, I, I, I'm not really ready to add anything. I'd like to hear more uh, on the blog at this point in time. Uh, but I do know that this subject hits hits home with me because of what uh, we admins in Ventrilo are exposed to uh, pretty much on a daily basis. And uh, some of it's uh, quite stressful, some of it's very pleasant, and I definitely would like to see it become more and more pleasant, and I hope I hope to uh, help facilitate that by, uh, by any means possible. All right. Um, well, let me move on to uh, Dark Dancer. Thank you, Neil. Yeah, I definitely have uh, some points that it is a ridiculous subject, and um, I would like to start by uh, addressing the certain thing that you had mentioned in your blog and arguments about banning, and uh, that there are people who would like to uh, refrain from banning. Well, uh, the thing is, and the specific um, argument behind this is that we aren't at this point in time that we can start living this ideology. Obviously, there have been a lot of people that think that when they join this movement that we should start living everything that we would like to accomplish in the future immediately, but that is not the case. Um, obviously, as much as we can uh, live the ideology, of course, then we should do that. But the reality of the matter is that at this point in time, we are not able to do that. The movement as a whole is in its infancy, so you should have, sorry, you should consider it as a baby. It's a baby that's still growing and is not ready to be faced with all the values that we want to implement in the future. So when we talk in specific about banning people, yes, it's necessary. We don't have the luxury at this point in time to start a mental group to start coaching people with their mental problems. Uh, I don't want to sound harsh here, but if there are people who have these problems at this point in time, we have to skip them. We have to let them be for what they are right now because we cannot facilitate the help that they need right now. We need to focus on the things that are actually relevant to the movement at this point in time. That's, that's the most uh, important argument I had on this on this part of the block, and I will elaborate on that further when we get to the actual content discussion. Thank you, Neil. No problem. Paradigm, did you have anything to add at this juncture? Yeah, not too much. I mean, I just wanted to say that there's always a difference between somebody that wants to get rid of authority because they prefer themselves to be that authority and somebody that wants to get rid of authority because they actually think that you know, spontaneous arrangement or spontaneous order can kind of exist. But I think the vast majority of people that keep screaming about, 
you know, we need to not have authority and not have any sort of, uh, you know, order or whatever established. They're basically either just for the sake of trying to be disestablishmentarianists, uh, you know, just, just kind of creating this kind of chaos uh, doing so, or it's because they prefer, they want to have some sort of authority themselves, you know. So it just becomes like kind of an egotistical issue. And I, I think that's unfortunate because the whole, that, that renders their whole argument useless, you know. But I always watch out for that kind of stuff. Yeah, sorry, and to add to that really quickly, when we get to the point that we can actually discuss the authoritarian, oh, sorry, authoritarian aspect of this, I would like to comment on that as well. I hope you can keep that in mind. Sure. Go ahead and comment on it now if you want, unless you're talking about something I haven't read yet. Mm, no, not specifically. I mean, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we have a private moderation section on the forums, and obviously some of the content is to remain private, but one of the discussions that has arisen uh, re more recently was the fact that there are some moderators within the movement even at this point in time who do think that we are not running from an authoritarian uh, structure at this point in time. I would like to elaborate. This is, of course, what we want to do in the long run. But at this point in time, there is an authoritarian structure. And the way I can relate to that is more to my own specific situation. Uh, like I mentioned before, I am a chapter administrator. I make decisions that affect everybody that uh, stretch down the line in, in the field that I make a decision in. This is not because I'm the only person that can make the most right decision in this field. Of course not. But I've been entrusted with this position because I know this, this section of the movement very well. So when I make a decision that is in, in this specific field or area of the movement, then yes, that can be um, equated to an authoritarian decision because nobody else or at least a certain number of people are involved with in it and the rest is not. But it is necessary because if I wouldn't, then from a chapter-wise perspective, we probably wouldn't be in the place that we would have been now. And of course, that might have uh, invoked a little bit of arrogance on my part. I don't intend it to be so. It's just the practicality of the issue. If we don't get people that actually make decisions and pull through with some things that we won't have a lot of projection at all. If we have 350,000 opinions on one issue, of course that's highly exaggerated, but just to make a point there, then it won't work at all. That's my point on it. Sorry for the delay in the broadcast. Sure. No, it's not a oh. delay. I mean, we have yeah. two hours to talk about it for a reason. Go ahead, Thunder. Uh, yeah, I just want to, I did have a thought now that I, I'm, I'm pondering on this, that to interject um, and I don't, not sure if you covered this as I skimmed over the the blog. Um, it, another problem I think we have as moderators and admins is um, we seem to get a lot of people that want to argue our position as being subjective, and uh, you know, at what point do we decide what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, what behavior is acceptable and unacceptable and why it is that we uh, are the ones that get to decide that instead of, for instance, uh, the entire group that may be in any one place at, at one time. Um, so I think that's important also to realize that 
uh, it falls right into line with what you're saying is and, until there comes a time when everybody is of the same understanding of what's appropriate and inappropriate, we're always going to have this, uh, I guess, disagreement of, of who is right or wrong to make such decisions. And I think that the moderation team that we have for the most part has been put in place with a certain level of trust and understanding that they do uh, comprehend, uh, you know, what their job entails and, and what is appropriate and inappropriate. All right. Well, thank you very much for you guys' additions. I guess I'm going to move on on the blog now. Um, now, there is another way that we see authority in the zeitgeist movement. For example, the authority that Jacques Fresco has as the progenitor of the Venus Project falls under, quote, A, an accepted source of expert information or advice. For example, a noted authority on birds, a reference book often cited as an authority, or, for example, the authority we get when we quote his work. So, for example, quoting one of his books, B, a quotation or citation from such a source. They give the example of biblical authorities for a moral judgment. I put in parentheses, don't panic, anti-religion folks, it's just an example. Now, there is also the authority we give Jacques based on his credentials, which was number seven, power to influence or persuade resulting from knowledge or experience. For example, political observers who acquire authority with age. So we have people with authority within the zeitgeist movement. All of that authority exists specifically to help us achieve our goals whether it's to be preventing someone from being disruptive and preventing us from being able to have a good discussion or being knowledgeable on the subject of the Venus Project, we defer to Jacques Fresco on the subject because he is an authority on the subject. Now, uh, actually, I'm going to go ahead and pause there. Um, I imagine there will be a lot of major additions, but this is a different kind of authority, and we do have this authority as well. And I know there's been a lot of people, for example, that are making statements of like, well, should we really be listening to what Jacques Fresco says? Isn't this everybody's movement and all that? And yes, he is an authority. And uh, his authority comes from the fact that nobody knows this concept better than him. It has nothing to do with him necessarily pushing people around or any of that stuff. It has more to do with the fact that um, he understands the concept better than we do. And therefore, we should probably consider that before we start, you know, um, contradicting what the guy says. And if we have an idea of how we want to do something involving these concepts, it would probably behoove you to go to an authority on the given subject. You know, if you were going to have a brain, sur brain surgery, you know, uh, obviously you'd want to go to somebody who is an authority on brain surgery. You wouldn't just want anybody tinkering around inside your head. So I'm going to ask the panelists if you have anything to comment on just this notion of authority before we continue. Uh, Thunder? Yeah, I, one thing that stuck out when you were reading that is the age thing, and, and I think that's discounted and, and put aside uh, for some very erroneous reasons. Uh, I think that age is a very important factor because that, that uh, denotes life experience in a lot of cases. Um, but getting back to the, the, uh, the subject of authoritarian with, uh, with like Jock's experience, um, I've said this here in the last few days as we've been discussing this is, you know, would it make more sense to listen to someone that's been doing these things for 70 plus years and devoted his entire life to it? Or uh, do we think that the person who's been in the movement for one or two months, uh, you know, has a better grasp on, on these concepts? Well, I would think that logic would dictate that the former would be true. 
Um, we actually have a caller, so I would ask my other two panelists to take a moment and hold their thoughts on the subject of authority, meaning I know what I'm talking about. Let me see if the caller comes on. Caller from the 910 area code. You are on the air. Uh, uh, okay. Um, well, I, I pretty much think you guys are making good points about uh, um, Jacques Fresco being the authority and, you know, anybody that's seeking to pursue something under the, you know, that kind of idea would uh, need to be on track with the authority. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily have anything really to add other than that. I mean, I do think that the private, you know, private chat room, you know, that's kind of, you know, that gives people a reason to be, you know, worried or skeptic or whatever, you know, worrisome of it. But, you know, other than that, I don't really have much else to comment. But thanks. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. All right. Well, that being said. Um, that was interesting. All right. Uh, Dark Dancer, did you have a comment on the subject of authority uh, as we have just been discussing it? Certainly I have. But uh, if our caller is still online, then I would like to ask what he meant specifically by private chat room. Was it a response to what I said about the private moderation area? He actually is no longer on the call. If you have a comment, assuming that that's what he meant, go ahead and say that. And then if he's still listening, he can always put it in the chat room and I'll bring it to our attention. Sounds fair enough. Just to make sure that if uh, in the eventual case it was about that, the only reason that a private moderation area exists uh, is just to iron out uh, issues with specific users that are inappropriate to discuss in, in public, but there's nothing devious or anything going on. The major subject discussions are always done in private, so just to make clear that that's the case. Uh, on another note, uh, the authoritarian uh, um, subject that was being brought up before in your blog post, I mean, yes, I mean, if, if you're using that words in that context, then it does make sense. I mean, it's the way we, lose, we use language in, in this particular case. And um, if we use it like that, then yes, Chuck Fresco is notary on the subject. Having said that, I mean, we cannot expect everybody to agree 100% with everything that Chuck says, but at least the direction for the supporters of this movement should be very clear. I mean, at least 80 to 90 percent of what is being said should be clear because, I mean, the whole direction does make sense. And um, if you disagree on one or two points, that's fine. Nobody asks anybody to be in total compliance, but he is an authority on the subject since he has spent so much time in, in, in investigating and um, theorizing about how this direction should be and come to be. So, uh, yes, for that part, I, I definitely agree with your blog post. Okay. Um, paradigm. I think we've established the uh, many different definitions of the word up until this point and the different usages, so let's proceed. All right. Uh, what I wanted to add on that was just more to the point that I think that uh, I've also, one of the things that brought this up is I've noticed personally, that there are people who are not satisfied, they have their own ideas about how the Venus Project should be, you know, moving forward. And in many cases, what I end up finding 
is that these people may have emailed Peter Joseph, but they haven't really bothered to talk in Jacques, to, to, to talk to Jacques and Roxanne. And I get this all the time, as if people think it's some kind of dark mystical art that you have to have a secret handshake or something to talk to Jacques and Roxanne. I'm going to cue uh, you into the fact that their phone number is available on the website, and it's very easy to get a hold of them. And they've generally, Roxanne will generally pick up the phone. Jacques doesn't because he's hard of hearing. Um, but in any case, um, if you need to talk to them, then just do it. And in many cases, a lot of what people are worried about, you know, they want to be able to use the names resource-based economy. They want to be able to go off and do other things with it. We understand that. What Jacques and Roxanne would like you to do is to get a hold of them and talk to them to make sure that you're representing them correctly. It's not a matter of trying to tell, the, you know, like them trying to use their authority on you like some kind of fascist czars. It's more of a matter of if you go out and misrepresent the Venus Project, then you ruin it for everybody. So, we're going to move on. Um, now that we have touched on what authority is, let us explore what being an authoritarian is. Authoritarian, adjective, one, favoring, denoting, or characterized by strict obedience to authority. Two, government, politics, diplomacy, favoring, denoting, or relating to government by a small elite with wide powers. Three, despotic, dictatorial, or <laughs> you know what I mean, dictatorial, domineering um, are the three there. Um, now, there's a lot of this word being thrown around, generally in a derogatory manner. There are people who believe that no authority should exist, and anyone who uses authority should therefore not exist either. I don't believe we have any authoritarians in the Zeitgeist Movement's group of moderators and administrators. We do have some people who are an authority in this sense, meaning, stating both so that this quote makes sense, A, the power to enforce laws, exact obedience, command, determine, or judge, B, one that is invested with this power, especially a government or body of government officials. Okay, so in other words, we do have authorities in the Zeitgeist Movement uh, moderation team. We don't have authoritarians. And the reason that I use that up, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and read the rest of this. Usually when people are using the word authoritarian, they're usually using it as an attack on people who they feel are abusing authority. They point to people like Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, etc. We don't have any authoritarians in the administration of the Zeitgeist Movement. We do have some authorities. Now, I understand why people in the movement have prejudices against people in positions of authority, as they sometimes turn into authoritarians. But let's take a moment and think why authority actually exists. Authority and power over people ebbs and flows all the time in a natural setting in a value system we currently have. When a group of people engage in a conversation at a table in a restaurant, there are still roles assigned. Some people are more dominant than others. Sometimes this is just because someone might be more knowledgeable about the subject everyone is talking about. So therefore, people are deferring to that person as an authority on the subject based on their knowledge like the example I presented earlier of Jacques Fresco. Eventually, in a Venus Project society, we hope that everyone will be authorities, in this sense, on most, subject, uh, most subjects, and that people will naturally defer to people who know more than them about a given subject because they are anxious to learn. That may basically mean free of any of the ego arguments or, you know, don't tell me what to do kind of stuff that people are doing now. You'll just go, hey, that guy knows more about X subject. You can go talk to him. Now, Sometimes, however, someone takes control because they are an authoritarian. 
Generally, that person will dominate the conversation, engaging in debate about using intimidation and social pressures to dissuade any argument from the people participating. They will use ad hominem attacks, making fun of anyone who is their opposition. People will let these people run the conversation out of fear that they might be the next victim of those tactics. And in fact, someone sometimes might even be able to uh, make, I'm sorry, might even help him enforce his rule by humiliation of all opposition to further try and secure their own position. Now this effect is very subtle, and most people don't talk about it. Many people don't even think about it, but it is there. And you will find people will be very uncomfortable when you point out that behavior. Rather than rewarding you for pointing out the problem with communication and how one person is kind of dominating the conversation, you will find yourself looked at very strangely. It is much more subtle at a dinner conversation, but there are other applications of authority that people have problems with. Let's take violent behavior. There are people who would prefer that there were no police. They vent all sorts of negativity at police officers and talk about how much the world would be better without them. They think back to the last time they got a parking ticket or whatever and sigh. So why do we need police officers? Why do police officers exist? Because of our value system, people struggle and fight one another as second nature. The fight for dominance in and of itself is a reaction to scarcity. If you're the strongest animal in your pack or group, you will always eat first and the most. This is not human nature, but a reaction to the circumstances in our environment, and we in the Zeitgeist Movement know that. However, to simply rid ourselves of police officers, sorry, sorry, to simply rid ourselves of police officers right now would not somehow make authority go away because police officers were created to protect people from the abuse of authority that can go on in everyday life. People who have a problem with police officers are failing to look at the root causes of why police exist. I know very well that the power that police officers have has been and will continue to be abused at times. The police officers are also products of their environment. Their environment includes dealing not only with freedom-loving people of this society, but constantly dealing with the absolute worst people of society, rapists, pedophiles, etc., their duty is something very dangerous. They are underpaid and are underappreciated, and in fact, in some cultures, you are glorified for killing them. Their duty often includes getting shot at, chasing criminals down busy streets, and to try and get them off the streets so they don't hurt anyone, etc. So why do police exist? They exist as an authority to protect us from people who would try to use authority gained over us with violence or coercion. Removing all the police and laws in the world without eliminating the value system would not suddenly rid, of, rid us of all authority. The authority instead would be given to he who had the biggest gun, the strongest punch, or the biggest gang. I was a delegate to the Libertarian National Convention and ran for Congress as a Libertarian. I'm well aware of many silly laws, but there are still plenty of laws that, there are, that are there to protect people. And until our value system has changed, removing those laws would not protect us from authority. Let's take the law against assault. If there are no laws and no police, then it means no specific entity has the right to defend you or attempt to protect you from being assaulted. So that means in this fist fight you're having, the person with the authority is whichever of the two of you happens to be more skilled in hand-to-hand -hand combat or maybe just bigger. And the authority is not removed from the situation. It is handed over to the person who beat you up. And with no law or police, there is no authority to punish your attacker and they will be free to head out into the world and find another victim. So what does this mean for the Zeitgeist Movement? Recently we have had a few interesting controversies concerning some people who have made it their hobby to find new and inventive ways to victimize people on Arvind Trillo and Mumble voice chat servers, 
and in our IRC chat rooms. There are people who are fed up and want to see people banned for obviously destructive behavior. There are people who argue that banning people goes against the principles of our movement. Let's clarify something, and this is very important. The Venus Project does not condone aggressive, abusive, and destructive behavior. The Venus Project's position on that is very clear. And while we feel that laws and police are not good long-term solutions, it doesn't mean that we should remove these protections until we change the environment in such a way that eliminates this behavior at its root cause. And as previously stated, we cannot control the environment of, that the people who come into our chat rooms and other communication mediums live in. Uh, there is really no way for us to apply our principles to solving that human behavior. We can't control the environment of those people. There are people who say that they don't like the behavior of our mods, but they are not looking at the root causes of that behavior, and that is the behavior of the people they are banning. If people were not behaving in a destructive fashion in the first place, nobody would ever be getting banned. If you don't like the behavior of the moderators, then the way to change it would be through changing the behavior of the people who are being disruptive. You will see less and less authority being used when people truly are enlightened. So the answer to the question of when do we get rid of all these moderators and rules in the zeitgeist movement is when the value system of all of the people who participate on our forums is such that nobody would ever think of being intentionally malicious in debate. When every member of the community takes responsibility for acti actively confronting that behavior when it happens and makes it clear that it will not be accepted or tolerated. That means everybody, every user. So take a moment and think about the nature of authority and how it develops in typical community setting. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and pause there so that we can talk a little bit more on this and on the subject of the difference between authority or an authority and an authoritarian. Um, so I'm going to start with you, Thunder. Actually, I'd like to concede the, my mic time on this, on this part and, and uh, go ahead and let the other panelists uh, utilize that time. Uh, I, I'm ready to hear more, actually. Sure. Dark Dancer? Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, like I said before, this is specifically the, the thing that has been bothering us for the the last few uh, few days. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that uh, uh, when there is a need for this kind of authority to be utilized and when it wouldn't be any more uh, that it would become apparent from itself. Um, at this point in time, we're very much dependent on utilizing these kind of methods to keep everything in order. I mean, the forum, the website, the voice over IP chats, the, the, the text chat, it's all mediums for us to communicate. And as long as we have people being disrupted in there, then yes, we do need some kind of authoritarian structure to make sure that somebody takes care of the fact that these disruptions are happening. I mean, I understand fully that there are people within the movement that do feel that this is a failure from our part, but uh, as far as the understandings go, I don't agree with it because obviously we cannot control everybody that comes into this location and I mean, if you talk about police officers, then yes, I think that the moderators of this movement acted in the same way. Obviously, they are not police officers, but they act in the way that they are trying to uphold the, the, um, the status quo within this movement as far as we have agreed upon that are reasonable terms for moderation. And what I mean 
by that more specifically is that uh, while we do want to have everything as open as possible for every user, we do have to put limits on that and that's where the authority comes in. When any such user crosses that line, we are expected and I would expect any other moderator too to use their position to make sure that it's being covered in the right way. So if a user comes in and, for example, uh, uh, is being abusive towards others, I would say ban that user, not because I'm ban happy, but because of the fact that the at first the movement uh, and the sorry the forms, the voice over IP, the text chat is not the movement. They, these are places that we utilize to work for the movement. So one, we cannot have disruptive uh, people there. So when moderators make the decision to have a certain person not being able to uh, participate in these mediums, I say that's a good decision uh, if it's based on, on actual events that, that made it apparent that this user wasn't being able to contend in this, in this um, sorry, in these uh, mediums. So, uh, well, comment, sorry, relaying back to that particular part of your blog post, yes, I mean, the comparison with police officers, officers, I would definitely draw back to our moderators because they have to maintain a certain, uh, certain policy and they need the freedom to do that. If we didn't have that ability, then the forms would be a freaking mess and the movement wouldn't go Sorry, wouldn't be going anywhere. That's my opinion. Thank you. Wow, we got dead air. I think you're up next, Paradigm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was me not being unmuted. I apologize. Um, what I wanted to comment on was that uh, the authority doesn't just go away if you get rid of the authority figures. That's what we were talking about earlier. I think these people seem to think that if we just got rid of all of the moderators uh, and those, that somehow everything would work out. That sounds dangerously like that spontaneous order stuff we were talking about earlier. And I can tell you that in my own experience with this subject, okay, I uh, participate in a hobby. There were two message board forums that were used in this hobby. And one was official and one was not. The one that was not official was run by people who for the most part didn't really participate in the hobby anymore and they had a lot of bitterness and personal issues, uh, particularly with some of the people who are now still participating in this hobby. Uh, the second forum was actually the official forum and it did have moderators. And the moderators used the rule, no ad hominem. I'm one of those moderators, I might add. Now, the difference in the quality of conversation that went on in those two places was enormous. And in the first one, they all screamed about censorship, you know, and all that. We should not have any censorship. Um, and the funny thing is, is that people would be censored in a totally different way. And that is that if you speak out, they will come after you. They will attack you if they don't like what you're saying. And then eventually you can either give up or you can continue to endure their abuse. You're essentially at that point basically banning somebody or muting somebody or silencing somebody in a totally different way that has nothing to do with administration. But you will note, that the authority is still there. The difference is, is with rules, the rules dictate specifically what the people are allowed to act on. 
what it is that they're allowed to quote unquote take authority on. And therefore you can't just willy nilly attack people, you know, and you also can't willy nilly ban people. But if we let essentially the mob have its own little primitive alpha male arguments to determine who's allowed to talk and who isn't, you're going to have problems. And I know I get more into this later in the blog. So I'm going to go ahead and hand the mic over to paradigm. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. And, um, Let's let's take a like a visual example of something. Let's say you have a plate full of uh, fruits, right? Because you know, obviously I'd like to discuss that kind of stuff. But let's say that that represents order, and you want to maintain that order. You don't want the plate to tip over. You don't want anything to happen to you. You don't want it to smash. And it's currently being held up from the ceiling by strings, you know, such that it's, and everything's being stabilized on it. Everything's fine. That represents current order based on authority because you have those strings that are holding it up. And what people say is that, oh, no, you don't need those strings, just cut them off. That's possible, but only if you have some sort of an infrastructure from the bottom rising up to hold it up such that when you do cut those strings, when, it, when, they, when they fall, the plate remains where it is. That would represent this kind of order based on the, the mass of people, like when everyone, you know, binds together and holds something up. That, then it can be possible, but to put, in terms of uh, some people say putting the horse in front of the cart or something like that, you can't do that. And... It's just like saying that, you know, there's, there's, uh, you want to cut the, the damage from fires. And you know that every single time you see fires, you also see smoke. So therefore, let's run a campaign to get rid of the smoke. It's just, it, it's correlational. I mean, it's not, that's not going to get rid, that's not going to do anything for you. You know, you get rid of the moderators, let's say. What is that going to do? Is it going to actually create some sort of order? Is it going to, no, what's, what's going to happen is then it becomes everyone who has that domineering personality that can, you know, make people feel really low or, you know, or it can degrade them or just makes the environment generally a place where people are like, well, if this is going to be the way it is, I'm just not going to even come here. Because uh, no, every single person that comes to a forum or a movement like this, uh, in terms of just some sort of a community, be it online or, or wherever, they're not particularly interested in also policing other people. They're there hoping that everything can generally be you know, uh, formulated in such a way that discourse is possible and that, you know, general etiquette is, uh, is engaged. And when that doesn't happen, most people are just going to be like, okay, I'm out of here. And what ends up happening? Uh, a few people that dominate end up staying there and drive everyone away, and that's not what we want to have happen, right? And another thing to think about is that when you come to something like a forum or any sort of community, typically, you know, you should know what the community values, what the tenets of the community are, what the agreements are between people there, and typically, uh, this, this form for, for, uh, in, in particular definitely, you know, has a list of things that here's the tenants, here's our agreements, here's the, you know, rules by which we engage in, in, in discourse in the form. And if you can't abide by those, then don't bother even signing up. It's not that difficult to figure that out. It's not that difficult to, to accept that. No one's forcing you to come here. No one's forcing anybody to go anywhere. Uh, and by all means, that doesn't mean that you don't have freedom of, of, of voice. You don't have uh, freedom of speech. But it does mean that everyone has that. And thus, you know, if you decide to interfere with somebody else's, something has to do, something, someone has to do something about that. Um, and, and if people can't get that through their heads, it's difficult. Uh, because everyone thinks of themselves as always the, the person that's a martyr and the one that's, uh, you know, being, you know, having all these bad things happen to them. But unfortunately, there's always two sides to the coin, you know. So it's like... Somebody has to make that distinction. And who does it? Well, the, the person that made the forum in this case. They said, here, here's what I you know, decide is, is basically going to happen over here. If you don't agree with this, then don't come here. And as far as the whole idea about the, the movement 
um, the form implementing the, the so-called values of the movement, well, the, the movement also doesn't value the monetary system. But yet you don't see anybody in the movement going around hoping for free goods at the, at the supermarket. It's, it's called being realistic. You know, there's, there's, there's a thing called presenting an opinion and, um, you know, kind of uh, binding or banding behind a, a concept and trying to support that concept and, and push it into fruition. And there's another thing called just being blind uh, wishful thinking morons that, that just try to apply things that don't necessarily have the, the room to be, you know, put in application. And, and there's a distinction between that. Absolutely. Um, and I think I would also point out, because I deal with this all the time, you may remember the argument I had with that Freeman guy who was trying to say he did not acknowledge the authority of the moderators and all that other crap. And, you know, he was, he was basically along the lines of just repeating over and over again, you don't have any authority over me. And, you know, and then they pointed out to him, you agreed to the terms when you came to the forum. And he's like, well, I don't recognize that authority. And this is another example of what happens when somebody's notion of freedom gets so out of whack to the point where they think that they should have the freedom to deprive the person who, the people who own the forum of running it any way they want. Okay. You still One more thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, and the idea is this, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? I mean, sure. There's certain times where people take their power and abuse it and it becomes problematic and oftentimes you see that in, in larger society, especially with, you know, infrastructure like uh, big business behind things and, and all these kind of politicians and money and, you know, all this crap. Yeah, you do get that, those, those big problems where, you know, judges are corrupt or whatever true. However, th that authority comes from, you know, the uh, basically laws that, that are passed by people that have lots of money and then this kind of infrastructure, this power structure that kind of, supersedes the, the general public. But when you look at authority in terms of, let's just take this forum, for instance, this movement, it's not authority that just gets, that gets its authority solely from one person or solely from uh, just one voice. It's basically like a combination of everyone, the majority of people in the movement that are participant, the, the participating members that agree that the things that the moderators are doing are for the benefit of everyone and thus support the moderators to basically, you know, uh, enact the will of the, the majority of the people. So it's, it's, it's also a question of where does this authority necessarily come from, right? And in the case of the moderators and the people that are taking care of the forum, it's actually a, a, a combination of things, but definitely I would say that a large majority of it is the general population of the, of the forum, especially the people that are adherents to the movement's tenants and that understand uh, the, the principles of it and everything like that and that are trying to actually be active and, and, and be activists and, and do things in a positive manner and try to uh, forward the movement, you know, those, those people are saying, yes, we appreciate what the moderators are doing. And, and yes, it's, it's also the, the case that, you know, if everyone tries to do that, it just creates confusion and a bunch of, uh, um, you know, five different people doing 17 different things at once. So it's, it's okay to have it focused in just a couple of people that have that quote unquote authority, but it comes from the, the general members. And if they ever have a problem, they can redress their grievances, say, hey, we don't appreciate the way that things are being run and, and, and things could change. But right. it's not like it's authority just given to you guys by God or something like that. You know, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, a forum moderator or anything like that. I don't have any sort of administrative privileges, but I have no problem with how, how it's being run. And I can tell you the, the, mo the majority of problems are when people lose their tempers or when they think that they deserve the right to infringe on others' freedoms uh, of right. speech, of, of, of dignity. I mean, when you dehumanize somebody, for instance, that's not your right to do that, you know. Uh, if, if it is, then it's certainly somebody else's right to cut you off and say enough, you know. And, and have that's you noticed, I'm sorry, have you noticed that there's also a tendency that these people who are, you know, the, like you said, dehumanized, 
I hear people all the time who are against banning and suspending people all the time. They talk about, you know, you're dehumanizing that person. I'm like, okay, you know, you'll notice that those people, those critics of authority tend to not say a word when that person is trying to take authority over everybody in the room by victimizing them. You don't hear them saying anything to that person. You know, I mean, they, they will then, after the fact, usually they will say, oh, well, yeah, his, his, his behavior was inappropriate, but we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't ban him. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, you know it's like they, they, they don't approve of what the people are doing to stop the destructive behavior, but they don't speak out against the person being destructive in the first place. And if more people did that and actually concentrate on that as a society, you'd see a lot less out of the mods, and maybe eventually you'd see nothing out of them. We actually have a caller, so I'm going to try to bring them on the air. Uh, caller, uh, it looks like your number is listed as 11111, which probably means it's a block, block number, but you're on the air. Caller? Or not. Okay. Well, I guess <laughs> I will leave the mic open for the moment. <laughs> anyway. I was, I was going to add, too, that uh, I, I think what a lot of people may or may not realize, I think they may not realize, um, that there is also a system of checks and balances that goes on somewhat behind the scenes with the moderation. So it's not like, for instance, myself is just sitting in this room, uh, you know, with a crown on his head because I'm an admin, uh, you know, waving a, the magic uh, banning wand around at whoever I see fit to ban that day, depending on my mood or whatever. And, and V, you know this because you and I have had one-on-one -on -one conversations. Paradigm, you and I have had one-on-ones, as well as Dark Dancer and I. So we all check and balance each other. We all go to each other and say, you know, I'm having a problem with this user, and I'm not quite sure how to handle it. The methods I've been using haven't been working. And, you know, what, what's your perspective on it? And we all work together uh, for the most part. I, I can only speak again for myself and my experiences with uh, all the people on this radio show today, but I can guarantee you that uh, we're not just uh, unilaterally going out and, and doing these things without some form of checks and balances within, within right. our own group. And, and I want, people, also, to I want people to understand that because I don't think they do. People can also lodge complaints if a mod is really out of control. And if that is proven, provable and you can make your case, then those mods will be removed. It's happened. You know, Absolutely. Um, so in any case, uh, we're going to move on now further into the blog. Um, so take a moment and think about the nature of authority and how it develops in a typical community setting. Just like at that dinner table we described earlier, someone will have the authority. And when there is no rules to prevent that authority from being abused, it will simply be abused. When you take the authority away from the moderators, you are just handing it to the people who are the reason the rules and moderators exist in the first place. At first you will think there is no authority and everything is working fine, but eventually the pecking order of dominance will be established, and that won't be settled by rules that are set up to try and protect equality and fairness. The rules will be like they are in any primitive social circle, complete with popular and unpopular people, people who pick on others, and people who are picked on. And in the name of protecting free speech for the person shouting obscene language and slinging personal attacks, we will lose a dozen or so participants who might have constructively added to the conversation because most people will be either be too intimidated to take part in the conversation out of fear of being pushed around by the actual authoritarians, or they will just get fed up and leave. Effectively, the troll will have more power to ban and mute anyone they see fit, and they will be quick to single out anyone who stands up to them, 
And with no system in place to protect the masses from any backlash, the troll would dish out, nobody will stand, out, stand up for anyone brave enough to stand up to them. And in the troll system of doing things, people will actually be socially rewarded for helping the troll punish those who confront him. Does any of this sound familiar? Coercion? Force? Fear tactics? Isn't that the authoritarians we were actually worried about? Some of the behavior of trolls reminds me of the description of the mental illness known as conduct disorder. Conduct disorder is a psychiatric category marked by a pattern of repetitive behavior wherein the rights of others or social norms are violated. Symptoms include verbal and physical aggression, cruel behavior toward people and pets, destructive behavior, lying, truancy, vandalism, and stealing. Conduct disorder is a major public health problem because youth with conduct disorder not only inflict serious physical and psychological harm on others, but they are greatly increased risk for, uh, increased risk for incarceration, injury, depression, substance abuse, and death by homicide and suicide. After the age of 18, a conduct disorder may develop into antisocial personality disorder, which is, refer which is related to psychopathy. And essentially what creates your people who have like no concept of um, having remorse, your sociopaths. But anyway, for more information on that, you can research into conduct disorder. I don't presume to be a psychi psychiatrist, but when I was looking up uh, authority, oddly enough, I stumbled across authority defiance disorder, which linked me here. And I was like, wow, it does, you know, because a lot of the people that I encountered when I was in the libertarian movement, and we're going to get into that a little later in the blog, seemed it's not only like it, it wasn't just a belief for them. It honestly felt like some of these people had a deep-rooted psychological problem with authority. But I'll, I'll quit digressing and back to the blog. I had completed this entry, but I, oh, actually, you know what? We're going to pause it there because this next entry is about something else entirely. So I'm going to start again with Thunder. Actually, again, I think I'm going to pass the mic on. I know that Paradigm has some experience, and therefore, based on what we're talking about, a, a fair amount of authority uh, on psychology, seeing as how he's uh, studied that in college and stuff. So I, I'd like to hear him go first in this, in this exchange. You want me to go first? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Um, all right. Um, well, I mean, I don't really have a whole heck of a lot to add to it because, um, to tell you the truth, I'm not really a bit the the psychiatric diagnosis and the diagnostic cr criteria for for diseases. Although, what you discussed is basically symptoms, uh, which you know the the DSM, which is what the psychiatrists use to diagnose diseases. They categorize all these symptoms and. and you know, put them under some sort of a label like conduct disorder or whatever. It doesn't mean that uh, the symptoms aren't really a serious issue, though, which is the point of this uh, discussion. So I'm not going to, you know, go into that. But, um, I mean, it, it's just uh, you, you, you ask yourself why, you know. I mean, why would, why would somebody have conduct disorder or whatever? And there's many different reasons, too. So I, I'm kind of ambivalent about it because a part of me wants to say, yeah, that's definitely an issue because there's definitely people out there that, that have problems with uh, um, with authority figures, and, and they they have problems just on the principle of not liking authority without having any real reason for it. They just don't like to to have anyone tell them what to do or tell or, or take any sort of information uh, from those people. You know, and I, I think that that definitely is unfortunate, and, and it's not healthy to do that. At some point, you know, you do have to take someone as an authority. I mean, or or something as an authority, right? And mm -hmm. another part of me says that the structure that exists right now, the, the, the pathological structure of the, of the society at, at large is really pathological such that p 
people are driven to have these kind of dispositions where they just reject all authority because they know that the vast majority of their experiences with authority are bad. And I, a part of me wonders, maybe when people come into somewhere, something like a, a zeitgeist forum and they start seeing certain behaviors that appear to be authoritarian or certain behaviors that appear to be someone enforcing authority, someone saying, hey, you're not allowed to do that. And then they say, oh, that's what I hear with uh, all these ridiculous police officers that I talk to and all this stuff on TV, and that's just the same thing as, as modern society, and it's not, you know. But, you know, a part of me wonders if they just get that misperception, and then they just have that knee-jerk reaction. So I think it's always just like, you know, the gray area. There's always that gray area, which is interesting, and and the reason that most of these conversations exist is actually because of that gray area, because most things that are black and white, they're easily identified. It's like, okay, there's no case there. Okay, you have a case there. But then in that gray area, it's like, hmm, how do we explain some of the behavior that people are having? So, like I said, I'm a little ambivalent about it, but that's not to say that there's definitely people out there that just for no reason at all will just, you know, absolutely be against the idea of anybody telling them what to do at all, even if that person happens to have a point, even if that the person happens to be, you know, uh, having truth on their side uh, in terms of empirical evidence, you know, rational argument, et cetera, that's unfortunate. And, and there's definitely people like that, that for no apparent reason, uh, you know, and again, apparent reason means that there's definitely a reason, just I'm not sure what it is, but for, one, for no apparent reason, they, they just will reject any authority at all. And, you know, that's, that's basically like overcorrecting on the highway, you know. The idea is to you know, stay on the, on the steady course. But, you know, when you overcorrect like that, it's just you can go from side to side and eventually you'll, you'll end up in a ditch, uh, you know, albeit not a physical ditch, but still it's, it's problematic. So, you know, the, the points that you, rose are, uh, that you uh, made are, are valid. Okay. We actually have a caller, and then I will go to Dark Dancer after that. Um, caller from the apparently <laughs> one two three four five six phone number. Um, you're on the air. Hey, this is Kondar. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, it was uh, me before. Uh, apparently, my microphone was too low. I appreciate you for having me on your show, and I and I listen to your show as often as I can. Um, I would like to talk about um, the issue about police protecting people. Um, I know we we've jumped way ahead uh, past that, but uh, I, I really feel that we need to talk about that more because um, your point was police are there in order to protect the citizens of a nation. However, in my understanding, police, most of the police work that is done is after a crime has happened, meaning whatever crime the police are intending on um, preventing actually happens. So they become more of the watchdogs where something happens and they react to it. So this is, this is far from actually protecting the population, rather it's shooting um, and apprehending the guilty party. Um, and I think that there's a big distinction between those two functions. Um, as it stands right now, we don't have the technology to really stop and prevent people from committing crimes. Um, you know, just look at the, the, the latest incident that happened on the airlines, right? We supposedly have all this security and all this stuff that TSA is doing, but yet there's still a terrorist that, you know, blows up a bomb or attempts to blow up a bomb. Mm -hmm. So, so I, think, I think what I'm saying is what do we want in this movement? Do we want people that, um, uh, I guess, <clears throat> so basically, as Jacques says, 
what is what is police? What are laws? They're band-aids to the problem. And so moderators um, and admins are band-aids to the problem of communication. And right now, there's a big communication problem, and people just don't understand how to communicate with each other. And so well, let me, my question let me comment. Go ahead. Let me comment real quick. Um, I don't want to – so hold your thought, though. Don't lose it, okay? I just want to make a distinction here. Um, one of the unique things about our mods is that our mods can see the behavior taking place, and they can act to stop it when it's happening. Um, there's another major issue you need to consider is that although we do acknowledge that, yes, police and laws are not the best solution because it's not the most efficient solution, to think that if we just got rid of police and mods that that behavior would go away is, is not, that's what I'm trying to get at, is, is, it just wouldn't, wouldn't work that way. Um, and there is another aspect that there is a mental deterrent that comes from the notion that the police will get you and you will be punished if you continue to do destructive things. There are a lot of times, for example, that um, I didn't have enough evidence, for example, on being assaulted when I lived in the, you know, the inner city to get anybody convicted, but just the police going over to that guy's house and talking to him and asking him what was going on was enough to get that person to leave me alone. Um, and that's an example of what we're getting at here, is that in most cases, you're right. Uh, police rarely, unfortunately, get an opportunity to intercept crimes in, you know, in progress. But that doesn't change the fact that they are, at this point, the only deterrent we have. And there are a lot of times when people are considering whether or not they want to commit crimes, and the presence of police will prevent them. One of the reasons you don't see more prevention is that police can't possibly be everywhere. Okay? Um, and as a result, like especially when I lived in Pontiac, you know, it was difficult because Pontiac is a very bad neighborhood. Um, you know, it was very difficult for the police to effectively prevent crimes but they were able to stop, get people off of the streets who had committed crimes, and in the end that does prevent crimes because then those offenders don't go on committing that behavior on another citizen. Now, well, that being until, said... Until they come out of prison. Um, well, um, unfortunately, yeah, most, most I, I don't, I don't that, like the prison system either, but if we did just, let's say we just didn't have cops at all, there would be no deterrence, and the, the person with the authority wouldn't be the police officer who's bound by any form of laws, it would be the person who's bigger or has the bigger gun or is more dangerous. They would just have the authority. And in a position also well, in Pontiac, went real quick, when I lived in a situation where the police response time was sometimes as late as two hours, where there effectively were no police, there was still very much authority. A lot of my friends had to join gangs because you could either choose to join a gang who would help you with that authority problem or you could choose to be a victim. Now, please continue. I'm sorry. Oh, um, just just saying that the guy with the biggest stick exists today, and that is the U.S. government. Um, you ask ask an Afghani or an Iraqi if they if they feel that their authority is being undermined by the U.S. military. Um, likewise, it's it's the same in, in our own country here um, with the CIA and FBI and, and even local police agencies. So so the biggest person or the, the biggest stick is winning. Um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, you take the government away, it's, it's the same, it's the same situation. So, so getting back to the forums themselves, um, yes, moderation does cause. Well, there is a need for moderation in the current form. However, we should question: Should we really use that means of communication? Is there a better way of doing it? Um, that the the biggest thing that Jacques professes is the use of technology and using technology to solve our problems. So I think 
that the Zeitgeist Movement should really consider what are our technological options for communicating with one another. Um, and since that is the only thing that we're doing right now is communication, this should be at the forefront of what every single person in the Zeitgeist Movement is thinking about and trying to develop technology or use the current technology to solve this problem. And that's what concerns me most about having moderators and having the forum system is if we cannot get past this problem, which is relatively simple considering the, the solutions that are proposed by the Venus Project, you know, feeding the world, um, doing away with crime and all that, if we cannot get past this problem, how can we do those other, how can we fix those other problems? Well, you did, you did hear in the earlier part of the broadcast where I pointed out that trying to apply Venus Project principles for dealing with aberrant behavior is very difficult to do when you don't have control of the environment that the people in question live in. You do acknowledge that, right? Um, well, that's with the current form of communication or the for current form of technology. And okay. what I say is, so okay. you're saying there's a technological well, solution that will allow us to affect their environments? A technological solution that will eliminate the need for banning people. So, so what, what, what is the problem? The, the problem is, is that many of these people come from environments that uh, basically allow them to have a value system that is conducive to this behavior. They bring this behavior onto our forums, and then we can either basically be victimized by their bad conditioning and environment, or we can remove them from the forums. And I think Paradigm had a good point. How do you propose a technological issue? Because we, let, let's not get away from the point here. Once again, root cause. The root cause is actually whatever value system um, the people who are doing this behavior came from that allowed them to think that it was acceptable for them to behave like that in the first place. So well, since there also, really isn't any way for us them, to affect that. We give them the tools to misbehave. Um, and I, I'll point out before, the karma system gave the tools to demeanor other people by giving them negative ratings. And I, I understand now that they have removed that system, but um, just saying that we, they, they did have the, the, the technological capability of demeaning people, and we have that now. Um, and there, there are several solutions that I can think of that would eliminate the need for moderators. One of them is a system where people post ideas, and those ideas percolate to the top, meaning um, if a, an idea is, um, you know, whatever the new idea is, goes up to the top, and older ideas kind of go, go down to the bottom of the queue. I, I see it as like a, a queue, where new ideas constantly get filtered to the top, old ideas get filtered to the bottom. That's just, that's one way of doing it. Um, How does that prevent negative and destructive behavior? How does that prevent negative and destructive behavior? Right, you're saying we're um, removing well, the need. Here's Good. Actually, let's well, let the paradigm it, talk because he's like chomping at the bit. What is it? Just make sure we get back to his point. Paradigm. Yeah, sure. Um, my my point is this. I mean, can we agree that if you know, I mean, if you have a technical solution for why, for how we would deal with, say, somebody coming on and dehumanizing another person or somebody using a racial slur. I mean, can we all agree that basically if somebody calls somebody else a racial slur or refers to their uh, sexual orientation or something like that, 
um, can we all agree that that should not be tolerated, or is that, is that something that's okay? Is it okay to have that? The reason I would say it shouldn't be tolerated is because many people are really offended by that. Many people that are part of this movement hold those values, I mean, and they're very serious about that. They, f they find it very offensive when another person does something like that. And when you have that behavior just absolutely tolerated on the forum, um, it's offensive, and therefore something should be done about that. I mean, we have to get to the, some sort of conclusion. If we conclude that that shouldn't be done, any, that nothing should be done about that, then the solution is not technical. It's simply you don't do anything about it. The problem is that that would discourage members from continuing to, to participate in the movement, and typically those members are going to be people that are in favor of the movement, that have the tenets of the movement in, uh, in good understanding, that are uh, viable candidates for actually being activists, et cetera, so it would behoove the movement in general to, you know, make make the 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 uh, uh, you know the the milieu, so to say, uh, favorable for those kind of people to want to stay here, to remain here. So therefore, we would have to make some sort of a decision, and someone would have to act as an authority, right, in order to get rid of those people. The reason the karma system didn't work is because it got abused. The purpose of the karma system was essentially to get rid of spamming, trolling, and uh, and people that. Uh, Otherwise, we're just there to advertise stuff, right? Just, just obvious, blatant forms of, of trolling and spamming. However, what ended up happening is it became a popularity contest. Oh, I don't like this person, so I'm going to keep, you know, thumbing them down or thumbing them up or whatever it may be. And that's totally not the purpose of it. It's not to, to you know, if you disagree with somebody, right? Disagreements are not a reason to down, down thumb somebody with karma. And how can you tell the difference between if somebody is, is, is thumbing someone up or down with karma based on logical, empirical uh, reasons or just simply because they don't like them or because they have a disagreement or because they're actually a, spam and a, a spammer or a troller. So that didn't really work, which is why they kind of didn't use that anymore because it was being abused. Um, and then, you know, I mean, how, how do you deal with, a, with, with when uh, somebody just comes in here and is just hell-bent on getting people to totally get uninvolved with the movement, right? That's their right, absolutely. But when they're persistent and the only purpose they have is to, to disband it, to get rid of it, to discredit it, to, to, to make sure that everyone thinks that this is a fraud or something like that. Um, how do you deal with that? You know, is that, is that something that's conducive uh, to, to furthering the movement? Is, is that something that's helpful? Uh, if they bring up legitimate concerns and they do it in a concise and you know, thorough and, and with proper etiquette and in a positive manner, and at least some sort of a, a degree of, uh, um, you know, of, 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 of being polite or whatever, I mean, if they do that, it's okay, but when they don't do that, I mean, the general movement, I mean, the general members of this movement are, are in agreement that something should be done because it's disruptive. So in that case, if you have a technical solution for that, I mean, I'm willing to listen. I think everyone's willing to listen, but it seems as though um, it's best dealt with at this moment by instilling a form of authority. Again, it's not, we're, we're not instilling authoritarian personalities, people that are you know, really in favor of just having the ability to control other people. Rather, it's the general community that is basically applauding and, and, and happy to have somebody like V or like Thunder, et cetera, that can actually, you know, get these things taken care of because the, the, the general population of the movement needs to have that done. Uh, and so they defer to one or two or three or four people. Uh, and if those people start abusing their powers, by all means, uh, you know, people can start raising their hands and saying, hey, that's not cool, whatever. But the point is that it seems as though we still need, um, at this point, to, to have people, you know, to defer, their, uh, to, to defer them to, to do these basic functions, right, to, to, to maintain 
a kind of status quo in the movement such that it can't just become chaotic. But if there's a technical solution, and I'm sorry I'm talking so long, but if there is, please uh, let us know. Yeah, what other solutions did you have? I was just kind of at the point where I didn't understand where the, the idea bumping thing, because I thought we already had that on the forums, which is that old posts tend to drift down, and then, you know, are you saying that eventually an old post will just go away entirely? Is that what's supposed to happen? And, and if so, um, how does that curb the problem? Because remember what we're talking about here. You're saying getting rid of the need for mods, and well, then you, you, so, know, you said that. So remember that the need for yeah. mods is to deal with the destructive behavior. At one point, I had a, a detailed post on it before I was banned on uh, on the forum. But the the idea there's it's there's several things. One of them is you give control for every user the ability to block other users. So it's not that there's one moderator that's blocking everyone. It's I have control over who I hear from. So if I don't like you know uh, John Smith then I can silence him. Um, it's, it's very similar to, to I, I think, maybe Ventrilo or some other of these services have like a silence where you don't hear from them. Um, th that's an easy way to give everyone in the movement control over moderation without actually silencing individual people. Like, meaning, right now, there is a power structure, right? You have several people that are moderators and maybe a super mod or whatever, admin. And those guys are the ones that are deciding who gets to be heard and who aren't. And if you give that control to every user and if people say, hey, you know, John Smith is really annoying and most of the people block him, well, that's fine. That's, that was their decision to listen to them. It's just like you're at the dinner table, right? You gave the example of being at the dinner table. And you have some guy that's really just trying to give it his all and he's really annoying you and he's dominating. Well, you have the option of walking away from that dinner table and maybe going to another dinner table and sitting down with some other people and talking to them. But you're still in the same restaurant. You're still in the same forum. Um, so I think, I think that's one way to, give, to allow the same structure of the forum to exist, but still giving the moderation control of the people. I don't think that's Do you think that can be abused, though? Do you think that can be abused? Can it be abused? Um, so, I mean, do you see how that could possibly be? Like, let's say, let's say that somebody had an agenda, for instance, right? Because look, when you when you open it up to that kind of a scenario, then you open it up to everybody, right? And that means that anybody that has an agenda can definitely abuse that system because people that just want to come to the forum by themselves to contribute and are genuinely interested in learning things or in having critical debates about things or or whatever it may be. Uh, those people aren't going to be interested in, in trying to abuse the system. But when you get somebody that's trying to discredit the movement or somebody that's disgruntled for whatever reason, uh, do you see how they could abuse it? Because they could just have, oh, I don't know, a group of their friends or whatever. I mean, you know, with the Internet, you can always just immediately type up, you know, instant message or whatever, a group of 10, 20, 30 people and say, hey, let's come over here and support me. Uh, we're, we're doing this thing where everyone has the ability to ban this person or to silence them. So, you know, there's only like 14 people that are, that are active at this moment. But if I can get 20 of you guys over here, we can all just totally, you know, uh, make like a tidal wave and just wipe this person out. I see a really easy ability to abuse that system. I wouldn't do it myself, but I definitely can proactively see that that would be a possibility. And I, I would find they can, that, they can do that, you know, right I would be now. concerned about that. Okay, well, let me, let me make another point. That they can't do that. 
let me make another point because I've got a lot more blog to go over and we still have stuff to talk about. Um, so I want to make another point. I think that what you're suggesting is certainly uh, a valid idea, and that one I wouldn't necessarily oppose. The only thing that we would have to be sure, see, that doesn't totally eliminate the need for mods, but it would certainly eliminate a lot of needs for banning. But say that these people who, for example, not a lot of people are paying attention to because they've all been, you know, they've all banned that guy from, you know, or blocked that guy from their specifics. Um, you know, say he's saying a bunch of stuff, like, you know, controversial stuff. New people come to the forums who, of course, have never experienced this guy before, and they, they start reading the stuff he's saying, and they get this terrible idea about the movement. Trello a lot, too, because um, there were people who wanted, you know, wanted to say, you know, we shouldn't ban X user, and, you know, if we don't like his behavior, we can all globally mute him or just mute him ourselves, because that's how you do it in Ventrilo. But the problem is, is that that user comes in here. We have new users who come in all the time who are trying to learn about the Zeitgeist movement. They may even be somewhat uh, skeptical, you know, and not sure yet. And they get in there and they listen to some guy carrying on that not everybody has muted or not everybody has banned from the forums. And then they get a terrible impression and then they leave. You see, that's, that's where I would see the abuse coming is that you're going to have, you know, the more people who are not paying attention to this guy, the more trouble he can cause because nobody will see what he's doing. Um, I, I think I think that the solution I propose doesn't solve all of the problems. I think it gives the people and the movement more control, um, which I, I think is a good thing. Um, but ultimately, it's not it's not the right right solution. The right solution is to have a heuristic that determines what the person's actually talking about and eliminates any references to individuals on the site. But you know, we we don't have the technology to do that yet, and you know, no, I, think I that's certainly agree. That um, I'm only on an issue of time here, and thank you for calling in. And um, you made a very valid point. If you have anything further that comes to mind, please put it in the chat room because I am monitoring it. I just need to make sure I get to the end of this blog for those who are listening sure. to this on archive. Thank you for calling Thanks in. Thanks for having me. Thanks. No problem. Um, before I go on any further, uh, really quickly from Thunder or Dark Dancer, did you have anything to reply on them with that caller? No, I'm good. Dark Dancer? I, I do, but it would go very, very much back since we did go on to a very large tangent with the caller. So if that's still valid, I would, I would elaborate on it. If not, I can wait till the end. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, go ahead and try to elaborate on it. I'll cut you off after, say, five minutes. <laughs> oh, I won't go that far. Um, when I was talking about the original subject, uh, something that came to mind was mental disorder, which you had mentioned in your blog post. And it came to mind because we had some specific issues with a certain user that we had identified with having certain mental disorders. and. I mean, there is a very likely possibility that we will have to encounter these in the future. The, the user that I'm talking about, and obviously I won't mention names, had the, uh, the um, um, sorry, had the need to compulsively correct others' mistakes. Now, that obviously sounds very ominous in itself, but I mean, this is the kind of users that we can come across. And um, I mean, when somebody is compulsively correcting others' mistakes from their own 
point of view that that certainly uh, allows for a very confusing situation to happen. So uh, judging by that point alone, I think it's very necessary for us to enforce certain rules. Right. right. But yeah, like I said, not going on too much about mm-hmm. that game tangent. We'll save this for a later part in this conversation. Sure. Now, sure. I'll plenty to add on that uh, when we get the open discussion going. All right. Well, now, um, one thing I am going to point out, and I, I don't think a lot of these people look at this, and I, I've debated this quite a bit on, on Ventrilo. There's a lot of people out there, these peace-loving people who think that we can reform these people. You know, we just have to have some patience, and we shouldn't be banning anybody. Let, let's take, for example, uh, so we have a, an international meeting, and somebody insists, on interrupting over and over again, and we, we just can't get anything done. And when uh, the moderate, you know, if, let's say, well, let's say no moderators exist, which is even worse. What are we supposed to do about this person? Are we supposed to let this person ruin the meeting? You know, are we just supposed to let that go on? You know, that's a serious problem. And without banners, you know, the banning ability or moderating ability, it could just go on like that for hours, and we'd never be able to get anything done in our communication mediums. And that does happen. We've had somebody get banned not too long ago for interrupting an international meeting. Um, you know, and that's an example of why I was, I was getting at, was that you know, while I see that there is a technological um, answer to some of you know, in what Kanzar was talking about, there are maybe some solutions that could help us deal with that. It doesn't change the fact that the actual holistic true Venus Project approach would be to work on the environment so that people weren't behaving that way in the first place. You know, it's not quite the same thing as, say, treating the car with the problem with the drunk driver. You know, if you're swaying on the road, then it deactivates the current, you know, car and takes it to the other side. Um, you know, um, but in so much as we're trying to alter the behavior of the people in question, you know, we're talking about the behavior of people. Yeah, we can do things technically to try to make it so that people can't attack people and all that other jazz. But as we're already seeing, there are some people out there who are pretty clever at you know, trying to find ways to even get around the systems that we have in place right now. And I think that a constant never-ending tech war between trolls and non-trolls is not something we need to be spending a whole lot of our resources on at this stage in the game. If we could find stuff to help us with that later, then fine. But what I was getting at is, is that, yes, that's part of the, the, the principle. But the serious principle is actually... Um, um, more to do with the culture that that person comes out of, and that when you're finished, they're never going to even consider doing it in the first place because they're going to know it's wrong. Now, let's continue with the blog. Okay. Um, I had completed this entry earlier, uh, but I had decided to add another very important insight I have had with regards to fr- the freedom movements in general. As many of you know, I was a delegate to the National Convention of the Libertarian Party and ran as a candidate for Congress under that same banner. I learned a lot from the election, and the reason I had initially become attracted to the ideas of libertarianism because of Congressman Ron Paul and his bid for the presidency. Congressman Paul had started his political career as a Republican and then went to the Libertarian Party for one run of, for president there. He returned to the Republican Party afterward, and I had often wondered why. My understanding of that became very clear when I attended the convention meaning the Libertarian Convention. Here was a group that was so concentrated on fighting authority that they were utterly unable to do anything meaningful to that end. They were all so paranoid already that they couldn't even accept leadership within their own movement for the purpose of fighting the abuses of authority. What this had led to 
is that the Libertarian Party, though well-intentioned, is wrought with constant infighting as a mob of people all fighting for their individualism can't accomplish anything that requires more than a few like-minded people to achieve. I have seen fear of authority go so far as to blind someone to the fact that they are fighting authority up to and including the authority of anyone to stop them from hurting other people. We commented on this a little bit earlier, but I'll read it here anyway. One anarchist in particular who I remember being a leader in the Libertarian Party was constantly talking about the evils of authority and authoritarianism, and he would call it out any time he saw it. But when I got to know this person, I found out that he was horribly abusive and controlling to the ladies in his life, committing acts such as stabbing his wife for the use of the computer. It was evident to me why that person hated authority. He hated the idea that anyone might stop him from doing whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, to whomever he wanted. I also remember very clearly arguing with people that stated the government should not have abused, used its authority to end slavery, as they were violating the private property rights of slave owners. To hear that spoken out loud by a cognitive human being was another major proof to me that we must be careful in our pursuit of freedom. We are a movement who works together towards specific goals. This means that on projects, there are still going to be project managers and people with the responsibility to organize information and ensure that meetings and conversations go smoothly. If we ever want to accomplish anything as a movement, we are going to have to recognize this fact. We, of course, will watch our authority figures and ensure that they are not abusing their authority, therefore becoming authoritarians, but we also need to watch ourselves and make sure that our own insecurities are not clouding our minds on this issue. Okay? You know, I've seen, like, for example, and I'm going to divulge just a little bit here, but like, there were people who did not like what I was saying in the, the Venus Project's position of the on drugs threat. And so they said that they, I needed to be removed as a spokesman because they didn't like what I was saying about drugs. It's not that I was doing anything wrong. I was um, basically ardently refusing to back down on the issue only because I was just trying to explain, and I repeated this, you're free to believe whatever you want. This is the Venus Project's position. There were people who weren't happy with the fact that they weren't really coming out too well on that debate, and so they got angry at me and said, this must mean that I must be removed from authority. Like, just like Paradigm was talking about earlier, it doesn't change the fact that I was right. I hadn't done anything in that thread other than say exactly what Mr. Fresco had told me to say that day when I was in Venus, Florida. Um, and it still came up. And that's an example of the insecurities. You resent the person who is in a position of authority, even if they know more about a given subject, because it was a different kind of authority. I didn't have to use my mod authority on them. I just happened to be the person who knew what I was talking about in the subject, and people resented that. Now, I'm going to go on here to the final issue. My mother raised me to be a critical and analytical thinker. She taught me to question authority. She cited the example of the platoon of soldiers that were commanded to go to ground zero when we tested our first atomic bomb and what had happened to them. However, she also cautioned me not to reject authority out of hand. The cause of liberty is a great one, but liberty from tyranny and liberty from sanity are two very different things. And it is not sane to think that we can proceed without a lot of cooperation, organization, and some authority. So that's the conclusion of the blog. Um, Thunder, do you have anything to say at this point? Um, no, actually, <laughs> I'm just really enjoying listening. It was such a well-put-together blog that I'm, I'm enjoying just listening at this point. I, I can't think of anything I want to say right now, but... Uh, if you let the other two go before me this time and give them uh, the floor, I'm sure I'll come up with something. All right. Let's move on to uh, Dark Dancer. 
All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, in regard to the last part of your blog post, or my mother raised me in the same regard, although she has some question marks with the Zeitgeist movement and my involvement, but she definitely always taught me to be a critical and analytical thinker. I mean, a large part of my family is actually Muslim, and um, I really respect the fact that she raised me as uh, as a person that, that is able to... Uh, to analyze everything and anything around him and make sure that I don't accept anything that's being thrown at me from from what other people believe. So in that regard, I can really relate to this part of your blog post. Uh, I was definitely taught to question authority, not in, in the in extent of, of questioning everything and anything, but definitely to to question anything that makes me have any doubt. Um, in the example you used with the first atomic bomb and what happened to them, I was actually not aware of that fact, if anything bad happened to that platoon, but I can definitely agree to if that was the case, then it's definitely a very, very important thing, and we can relate that back to the movement as, as well, even if it's a very large tangent to go on. I mean, we have a lot of things to consider here. This attempt at a movement is, is a very large one. Uh, it is definitely not, not, uh, sorry, not met. No, that's a really wrong <laughs> way to phrase it. It's definitely one of the most uh, largest efforts that is of our lifetime. I mean, yes, there have been movements like this before, but they haven't had the media we have. Uh, right now, so obviously with the moderators, the rules and everything, there's a lot of sorry things going on and a lot of confusion, but I think that as far as authority goes, that we shouldn't go out of our way and claim that authority is necessarily a bad thing for a movement. To a certain extent, we really need this, and I will stand by this point, and uh, I will comment more when we progress this discussion. Thank you. Dead air, dead air. I'm sorry, paradigm. Um, we now have about a half hour left, so feel free to go on a bit, because <laughs> uh, I guess I thought it was going to take longer to read the blog than it would. But go ahead, paradigm. Give me a question you want me to answer in specific. How about that? Okay. Um, what did you think about, the, at this point we're talking about the last portion of the blog, and that has to do with the fact that we're not going to be able to get anything done if we can't allow certain people to have some kind of leadership role. If we can't accept leadership roles, we're not going to be able to achieve anything. And I saw that in the, in the Libertarian Party is that you just have a bunch of people fighting over being individuals so like, ridiculously to the point that they couldn't even accept somebody disagreeing with them about something who happened to be in a position higher than them. And then they would immediately want to overthrow them. There was no structure, I guess would be my point. You know, it's like, you know, I made this point earlier. Imagine if you're trying to build a building, okay, and you have a bunch of individuals. Each of them have their own version of the blueprints. Each of them have their own version of, you know, how they want the building to look, and they only have the same set of resources. Is that building, what, what kind of building are we going to build at that point? How's that going to come out? 
Yeah, that's a good point. And you do need to have cooperation within the group. If you don't have that, then essentially you have this kind of uh, potentially counterproductive, um, you know, behavior. And, of course, at, at, at this point right now, um, you do need to have some sort of guidelines or some things that are kind of, you know, set in stone in terms of uh, this is what we're going to do for the time being. Um, and if you don't have that, what ends up happening is you get chaos. And, look, if everyone in the movement was at the same level of understanding, if everyone in the movement was at the same stage in their development process of, of, of what they think about the world and how they view things, and if we all shared the same values, these problems wouldn't exist. I mean, look, there's actually always going to be quote-unquote rules. The difference is that when everyone adheres to them by default, they're no longer visible, and you don't see the use of aggression or force in order to enforce them, right? You see cooperation enforcing them by uh, de facto, basically. So that's what we're trying to get to. But the fact is that we're far from there, and, you know, the very obvious truth is that some people, many people, that come to this forum or that, that come to different movements, you know, even if it's not this one, oftentimes may not share the same values of that, of that movement or that forum or whatever it may be, that community. And so to assume that, that, that it's okay for that to happen in a totally unadministered, un, uh, no, no moderation whatsoever, it's wishful thinking, basically. That doesn't mean that, that these principles that we speak about can't be attained. But it's not, it's also wishful thinking, and it, then it becomes just like kind of like you're, you're grasping onto your ideology rather than trying to actually reconcile it with common sense and with what's observable out in the world, right? Um, so it's, it's kind of a combination of, of, of understanding where we are and then also understanding where we're trying to go and then reconciling that with the present time, you know? And in the present time, it, the fact of the matter is that it, 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 it's, a, it's a much more benefit, it's a much bigger benefit to actually have, uh, you know, sources of authority for the time being to achieve the end result. You know, just like we're not going to get out of the monetary system by wishful thinking, it, we, we will have to interface within the monetary system to some degree to be able to get out of it the same way it will be with, with getting to the point where authority is no longer something that has to be enforced, but rather it's something that, or sorry, rules and um, doctrines don't have to be enforced, but rather they will be simply adhered to and they, they will get their legitimacy de facto because everyone already agrees with them and, they, and they're self-evident, you know. Uh, it's, it's a culmination of a, of a series of steps. We're at the very beginning of that. And if we don't understand that, uh, you know, then we need to raise people's awareness of the fact of where we are, you know, currently. Any more comments from the, either of the other panelists before I continue? Yeah, um... You know, there's something I want to throw into the mix here that I think you kind of brought up in a, in, a, uh, in a roundabout way that there's also this possibility, as I see it, that there are people out there, a select few, that are unfortunately and rather it boggles my mind as to they're, they're jealous. Uh, they envy uh, the authority that some of us have. Um, and it's funny because... I oftentimes think if they were to switch places with us, would they still behave the same way or would they appreciate um, the fact that they're in a different pair of shoes, so to speak, and they're dealing with what we have to deal with uh, all the time. I wonder how they would behave in that situation. If they're so, if in fact they are jealous of our position and they want, you know, they think they can do a better job, then by all means, 
step into our shoes and prove us prove to us that you can do a better job. I would like to actually see that happen at some point uh, because, you know, the bottom line, and I'll tell all the listeners out there, we are not the enemy. We are not the bad guys that some of us paint us to be. Um, I know for myself, I sit in Ventrilo many hours, and I don't want to have to step in and, and put the hammer down as so many people uh, say that I do. I don't want to do that. I'd like to sit and listen to interesting conversations, engage in interesting conversations, relevant conversations, uh, and have a good time socializing and discussing with the members of this movement what this is all about, where we're going, and enjoy myself. It is not, I do not derive any pleasure or enjoyment from having to deal with, you know, with the people that want to be a problem. And I hope people are hearing that because I don't, I can't think of anybody that would, that could stand up and, you know, for any reason say, yeah, I enjoy banning people. I enjoy uh, this thing because we don't enjoy it. We would rather not ever have to do it. And the only way that we'll never, ever be able to have to do it is if those people would just not behave that way. I, I don't know how much simpler it can get than that. <laughs> No, and, I, and let me comment a little bit on that because I have a little bit of insight into this because I, I used to know a lot of police officers because I was considering being one at one time. Um, and I said they're products of their environment. And by the way, I absolutely admit that there is police brutality. I had to deal with a guy in the forums recently. I had to link him like six videos of police brutality because he didn't believe it was an issue. Um, you know, and so I, I don't defend that. And most of the cops I know don't defend that either, Okay. Um, but they, their environment is something that I don't think people really consider. Uh, and I've seen it because even like some of our moderators are now to the point where they're beginning to have these signs. And it comes from the fact that, you know, it's a really freaking annoying job, man, to just deal with that every day. Um, you know, just, it's, and it's once again, it's not just the productive members of society they have to deal with and, you know, sit around in inconvenience or get a kick out of writing a parking ticket. I guarantee you, other than the quotas that the stupid government enforces, most police don't really want to give you a ticket, and that's why many of them don't. I get let off constantly. In fact, I haven't even been, like, me, my wife and I haven't been issued a ticket in about two years. We've been pulled over maybe five or six times, and largely because of the fact that I talk to them like human beings, and I understand that they have a job, you know, and that they're just trying to do it. In most cases, they just let, they just say, yeah, you're fine, man. Um, just please, you know, fix the light, you know, uh, don't speed, you know, and then it's fine. In fact, I remember one specific instance where uh, me and my wife before we were married, actually, the first time we went out, we went out to a park, and it was kind of dark, and, um, like, this cop pulled up and saw our car there, and we walked up, and when I initially talked to the cop, at first he figured, he thought I was being, and he's used to that, and it's like, oh, no, no, not at all. I understand, you know, that the park is closed. We didn't know that, you know. Uh, you guys get a lot of reports of bad behavior around here, so obviously you have to watch this park. You know, so I talked to him, and I understood, and I empathized with what his job was. You know what ended up happening? The cop felt so bad that he had prejudged me that way, and I understand why he did, because he does get a lot of snot out of people who don't like cops just because they happen to be criminals, okay? Um, and he was like, you know what, I'm, I'm so sorry that I even bothered you guys. And he said, I'm going to stay here. You guys go spend all the time in the, in the park you want. I was like, it's closed. He's like, yeah, I know, but don't worry about it. I appreciate everything that you just said very much. You know, go do your thing. And 
that cop just let us hang out at the park for another two hours, you know, and he eventually got called away, but he still said, don't worry about it. You can stay, you know, um, and that's an example of it. We tend to forget these people are people too. And I remember, and I'm not going to really get into names, but I know a couple of people, for example, in our Ventrilo who are great contributors and some of them are contributors to my show and we don't really see them anymore. And we're not, not seeing them because people are being banned and they're getting angry. We're, we're not seeing these people because they're getting sick of people and interacting with them and all of these behaviors that everybody's trying to kumbaya their way into answering. The problem is, is that we don't always have a practical solution. You know, like if somebody's interrupting one of our meetings, we don't have time to take this guy aside and re-educate him or change his environment in a way that's going to prevent him from acting like that again. You know, so uh, we have a caller. I'm going to bring them on. And then we'll go back to Dark Dancer and see if he has anything. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, this is Tanjar again. If you want to pass mm -hmm. me, that's fine. But I would just like to bring an example out. Is, is that okay? Sure. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, I, I was banned. Um, and uh, my girlfriend is living with me. And uh, we have a router that's under the same IP address. And uh, this is an example of how how when you ban someone you potentially hurt the movement. Um, so and that's why I was banned. We can do that, but I'm point here. So Your uh, sound my, quality is really dying. I'm sorry. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we can. Okay. Um, so my girlfriend was dragon rides and. Um, because she was under the same IP address, she was banned. Um, and that's not a big deal, except for when we went down to the Venus Project in October, um, we talked to Jacques and Roxanne, had a fascinating time. And my girlfriend is bilingual. She's Chinese, and uh, she speaks Chinese fluently as well as English. So there is a need to translate the Venus Project's website in Chinese. And Cynthia volunteered to, to help out with this. And all the tools for translating web pages are under the Zeitgeist Movement. And you need a Zeitgeist Movement user account to uh, contribute to the translation work. And um, Cynthia, uh, or Roxanne gave Cynthia the contact in the Zeitgeist Movement for doing this. And Cynthia had responded to him and said, look, my account was banned. Um, you know, what do you want to do about this? And uh, she has not received a, a response yet. So, so you have you have the ability when you do ban people that later on they can actually contribute and help. And in this case, my girlfriend was really really um, upset about it because she did nothing at all. Like she didn't even respond to any posts. So it was it was uh, it's it's an example of the potential um, problems with with banning people. Well, that so, sounds like something that would be pretty easy to be cleared up, but um, I think I hear somebody else queuing up. Who else needed to comment on this, I heard? I wanted to. Sorry about that, Neil. Uh, I would just like to comment really quick that um, I understand that you have been banned from the from the forums, but the, the, sorry, the current policy with banning is that nobody ever gets banned permanently. So if there's any reason, reason why you were banned, there's a solution to that. And the solution is generally just uh, posing an apology for what you did. 
while I understand there might be some moral complications with sometimes somebody not disagreeing with why they're being, being banned, the solution is, is really simple in practicality. You just apologize and you get access back to the forum. Now, if you explain that your girlfriend, uh, for example, uh, also is using the same IP and that you agree not to violate the rules in, again and that your girlfriend certainly won't, then you will get access back again. It's really a very simple, simple thing to do. That's all I wanted to say at this point in time. Actually, there's something else to bring up too, which is interesting because I think this is the same person I was talking about uh, technical solutions for some of these problems. And this would be a place where I could see a possible technical solution. For instance, somebody gets banned from the forum, um, and what you do is, I don't know necessarily how you get around the IP, but maybe a kind of halfway that we can, we can we, you know, we'd be able to kind of mediate um, and, and, you know, at least make some of these problems go away is that they, they may not have the ability to post things on the forum while they're banned, yes, but uh, it could be perhaps uh, formulated or, or, or made to be uh, the case by the, by the administrators um, or by people that run the, the forum um, software to get it such that if you're banned, you don't have access to posting on the forum, but you still have access to reading it, and you still have access to the material. You know, and maybe that would be an interesting way of doing, uh, of technologically getting rid of some of these problems. Also, before anybody else adds to that, if ever you, uh, if the listener is still with us, if you ever run to any issue that you do want to re-engage with the community and you are being denied this possibility, you can always email me at gilbert at thezeitgeistmovement.com and I will make sure that this issue is being dealt with, although I'm pretty confident that this is not the case. So like I said before, if any banning is in place, it could be easily reversed by sending an apology and you'll be allowed and granted full posting and writing access again. Go ahead, Neil. Um, you know, and I, I want to once again reemphasize with people this so that they understand, um, because we've had this this question before uh, on the fact that it, when it really comes down to it, the issues of what's going on here is also about the private property in question, and we do want to eventually get rid of private property. But a lot of the people who are making these arguments are people who don't understand that they are basically asking that to say that we, meaning the people reading the forums, and that uh, Tank Top and Peter, the people who administrate the forums, and in many cases do all the work involved with the forums and our other nation mediums, have a freedom of our own, and that is to decide how we will conduct ourselves on those forums. You know, and if you don't agree with that, you have the freedom to not participate. You do not have the freedom, for example, to go into someone else's house and dictate to them how you will and will not speak to them. Okay, but and it, at that point, for you to try to demand to do that is actually trying to deprive other people of their freedom. And I have to remind people, it's like I was saying earlier about that guy who was like a free man on the land and all that, was trying to claim that you know they were trying to deprive him of his sovereign right to speak and all that. And I, and I said, look, nobody's telling you you can't speak. We're telling you not to do it here. <laughs> Nobody, like you know, even in the libertarian sense, if, if you want to go speak on the street corner, you know, about whatever the hell you want on public property, that's fine, and I'll defend your right to do it to the death. 
but you don't have the right to come into somebody else's house and do that. And whether we like to admit it or not, that this is the Zeitgeist Movement's house. There are certain people at this time who are authorities, not authoritarians, for the purpose of protecting us from destructive behavior. Um, it looks like we have another caller. So, Contar, I'm going to mute you for a moment and bring on this new caller. Caller from the 317 area code, you're on the air. Uh, hey, V, uh, thanks for having me on. This is uh, Wampler S, uh, Indiana chapter. Um, there's just a few things that may have already been covered in a way, but uh, I thought it was important to uh, note about how authority is being used. Uh, there's the idea that the use of authority somehow is in opposition to the Venus Project principles, whereas in reality, uh, the principles that the Venus Project promote are to reorient society in a direction that authority will become irrelevant. And whenever it's relevant to accomplish our goals that it should be used, as long as it remains a goal to eliminate the need for authority structures, uh, it's appropriate to use it. And eliminating authority does not result in the elimination of the need for it. I think that's really important to highlight. Yeah, so that's idea, basically that's the whole concept I'm trying to get at. Please continue. Well, so the idea that it's a part of Venus Project principles to remove authority is very false. It's our objective to correct the problems that create the pre uh, propensities of people to behave in such a way that leads a group to exert authority over one of its members. And I want to criticize something I heard, and uh, I don't know how this was already covered because uh, I kind of missed part of the show, uh, but it is that something was said that as long as behaviors exist that warrant the need for authority, the authority will always exist. And this is kind of a dangerous attitude to have because, uh, in a way, someone could always expand the reasons and need for authority, and someone can always convince other people that it's in their interest to have authority. That's why we have uh, this very prevalent in our society uh, now with the use of fear and terrorism and stuff to get people's uh, consent for authority. I think it's just really important to stress the appropriate use and relevance of authority. And we have a lot of projects and objectives as a movement, and there will be teams working through cooperation. But at some point, inevitably, uh, throughout the process, someone will need to make a decision or make a call that determines what the correct course of action is. And this is an expression of authority and it's a normal, necessary part of progress and cooperation. Well, thank you. That was actually a, a perfect summation of exactly what this show is about, and I really appreciate it. Um, I guess somebody else is asking for the call-in number, and that's awesome. Um, thank you for calling in, uh, and I think that you actually grasp it exactly right. That's what I was trying to get at before, as you pointed out. We're not here to eliminate authority. We're here to eliminate the need for authority. And, you know, the, the answer to the question was, you know, the question is when do we finally become a zeitgeist movement, quote, unquote, start using all the, you know, getting, rid of, getting rid of all these rules? When will we see an end of moderators and rules? Well, that'll end around the time that the value system is such that nobody ever even thinks to act like that in the first place. And people could start doing that now. If you want to see less out of the moderators, you know, start with the man in the mirror, so to speak. You know, figure out what you're doing that's causing these moderators to exist. And that's, 
that's one of the reasons why I find it so silly is we do have a guy, and that's something else I want to comment on very quickly. Um, you know, and, and I'm hoping that the other caller does come in. The number is 347-945-7747. Um, but the issue is, is that in many cases you're going to find, like uh, not long ago, for example, I got to listen to an exchange between a very problematic user and one of the moderators. And the gentleman in question went on to say, you're employing all of these failed tactics that have failed in the past, you know, and, you know, you're a czar, and you're this, and you're that. And while he's doing this, he is cursing and acting like a three-year-old child, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, does he understand that what he's doing right now proves that we need moderators? For all of his complaints, for all of the stuff that he's saying about how you can't, like, you know, do this stuff, you know, um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, to a user, if you want to connect from Ireland, your best bet is to give me your Skype. Connect to my Skype, and I'll add you to the call for free. My Skype is VTV115, okay? Um, if you send me an, uh, an, uh, a ping on Skype, I'll add you to the call that way. Now, um, but as I was saying, okay, at this point, the person doesn't realize that while he is shouting, extra, you, know, ex, you know, all of this ridiculous behavior and, you know, stuff that is just not, it has no intellectual value at all. It, it amounted to intellectual sludge. He was proving that he was wrong. He, when he was saying, we don't need these rules, and we don't need these mods, and we don't need you, and we don't need this, and, you know, you F this, F that, and I'm like, wow, you know, you're just, you are hitting the point home. Thank you for proving for me <laughs> that we need moderators. Um, so to the caller, uh, yes, okay, if I have your Skype, just so it makes it easier for me to find you, um, please send me a private message, and then I'll try to connect you to the call via Skype. Um, that's for the people who are calling in. It's easier for you to use Skype to get a hold of me um, from other countries. So thank you, caller, for calling in. Um, I'm going to ask our first caller if, uh, oh, I guess he already hung up. I'm going to ask Kanzar if he had anything else. Kanzar, you're on the uh, air? I'm here. Um, I, I mean, I, I agree with you guys. Like, I, I, I think the movement definitely needs to expand, and, you know, there should be a form of communication. Um, unfortunately, I, you know, I just, I can't allow myself to participate, you know, with the, just under the current circumstances. But we, you know, my girlfriend and I believe in the movement. We believe that it should exist, and we are doing things outside of the Zeitgeist movement to help propel the message. Um, and, and I think that it's, there's other organizations that, that are doing the same thing, and I think the Zeitgeist movement is good for people that want to collaborate that, collaborate that way, but there are other, other mechanisms, I think, that, that can help forward as well. All right. Thanks again for calling in. We've now added a new caller, so thanks again for calling in, Kanzar, and I appreciate you following V-Radio. All right, um, our new caller uh, just added via Skype. Um, please feel free to comment. What is it that you wanted to talk to us about? James Kavanaugh? Or can he hear us? Ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's here. I can see him on the, on the list. 
Yeah, we added him to the call. The question is, can he hear us? Um, but yeah. Uh, okay, I don't know. Let me see if it's coming up. Talking. Uh, he's talking, but nobody can hear him. Um, something you must be wrong with to... your mic. Or yeah. did you mute? You might have muted. So check your mic. Check your uh, and whatever's going on in the show. Um, we'll go from there. Sometimes you have to check your volume settings on Skype and turn the volume up. Sometimes, James, as well, I know on my Skype, for whatever reason, it diverted back to the default uh, mic uh, selection, and I had to put it back to the one that I'm actually using in the tools, options, whatever that is. But um, for future reference for uh, callers, if you do want to be added to a call and you're from out of the country, I'll be happy to add you via Skype. If you want to be involved in a show and you don't have the ability to get to Skype, I purchased with the donations that we have an international calling plan so that I can call people in other countries. Oh, it sounds like James is here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, continue. Continue whatever it was you were saying there. No, that was just to say that I have the ability to call people internationally. So um, like as in on their actual phones, I called somebody in Australia to try it out the other day. So in any case, go ahead, James. Awesome. How are we doing? Sorry about that, fellas. It was it was as Thunder was saying, just something to do with my uh, my setting. Skype decided to revert to default for some reason. Um, no, I was just going to kind of chime in on on the entire show generally being incredibly incredibly good. I think I I, I arrived to the party fairly late, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if anybody was really saying it. But the only thing I was really going to go to was the. The fact that what we're promoting in the Venus Project is ultimately a society founded on reason, <coughs> reason and rationality, and it almost seems directly opposed in many senses to authority, in the sense that the only instance in which I can really establish you need to assert authority is in, in a situation in which rational like, discussion cannot be really utilized for example let's say somebody is about to hurt somebody else or you have a protest or whatever in which people are basically going in the direction of hurting members of the public and aren't going to be listened to from a reasonable standpoint so those are the circumstances in which you know you've passed the point of no return in terms of reason but when when, when we promote this society in which reason and peer review and all of these great things that come attendant in the scientific methods, they begin to emerge. You see a circumstance in which authority isn't necessary anymore. I think there are many, many, many different ways of saying this. One of them is kind of, I think I think it's a it's like contortion of, of something that Jacques Rascoe once said about um, basically how there's no, no opinion-driven way of designing a bridge. There's no opinion-driven way of doing something scientific. Hey, uh, really, really quick, let me interrupt you only because uh, we have only a one minute remaining. Um, I believe it will continue to go on to archives. So if you're listening live, and um, we also have a caller, and I haven't forgotten about you, I will, I will activate you, and you should still be able to go on. For those of you listening live, thank you for tuning into V Radio. Um, please be sure to check out v-radio.org. We're still looking for donations for the month of December. Um, and the rest of this show should be on archives. So let me go ahead and activate this caller's mic. And um, caller, um, you should still be able to talk to us after that period is over with. Let me allow James to finish. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I think it was more or less bringing it home there. But I'm not certain if anybody agrees with this, but it's basically 
kind of goes without saying that mm-hmm. in terms of the actual process in which the Venus Project would would be transitioned into and, and a society in which we have a, a, a basically the only the only circumstance in which a conclusion or a or a, or a, a principle is established is in in the circumstance of peer review and in, in in a manner in which we all think this way. I don't think authority would ever really be necessary, uh, given the fact that authority is basically in many ways just a paternal way of saying we know more than you therefore do what we say and we will you know we will not punish you um in a circumstance in which we're all equal and there is no like there is no um informational asymmetry as it were i don't think that kind of thing would be necessary mm-hmm. so i think that was all i was going to say i'm sorry for the long-windedness of it but I no that's fine that all right um we are now off the air but we're still recording okay um caller who I just opened your mic, you're on the air. If you're still there. <laughs> all right, I'll leave your mic open. Um, all right, uh, Dark Dancer, uh, any closing thoughts on this subject? No, I think uh, everything has been quite, uh, sorry, has been um, hit on the nil very well. I have uh, shared whatever I wanted to uh, on a subject in particular. Again, just uh, making a summary, I do think that there um, there is a need for some authoritarian structure, though not authoritarian persons in particular. We need some direction in the movement. That's what we're here for. If everybody would conform to uh, what we think would be uh, good behavior for society, there would definitely be no need for mods, but at this point in time, there definitely is. And if anybody has a problem with that, they should post a reasonable argument uh, on the matter on the forms. But I don't think that in any case anybody could deny that the fact that uh, at this point in time, really we really need some direction in the movement and need to get things going. That's really all that I had to say on the subject at this point in time. All right. Um, Thunder, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I just want to say uh, in closing that, and I've said this many times in, in Ventrilo and other areas that, you know, we're, uh, and I'll, you know what, I'll just speak for myself to say that I, my, my role there, uh, as I see it, is to maintain a certain level of integrity in the Ventrilo as the mods are doing in all the other aspects and communication mediums of this movement. They're trying to maintain a certain level of integrity in this movement. And until everyone else can maintain that same level of integrity on their own, there will be the need for us to be doing it. And again, we hope, we hope that those members out there that feel that they can't meet that level of integrity will search real hard, as, as uh, Paradigm said, look at the man in the mirror or be whoever was saying that and search within themselves to find that level of integrity to bring to the table so that we do not have to enforce uh, the things that we have to enforce. If we can do that, I think that we will discover that the mods and the admins will 
fade out and not be necessary anymore. Until that happens, we have to keep doing what we're doing. Paradigm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where AJ, if you referred to AJ, it, everyone knew what you were referring to, and it was apple juice. And now it's Alex Jones, and I think that's a sad state of affairs. And I know it's a non sequitur, but I'm going to end with that anyways. <laughs> you know, you managed to find a way to bring diet into this conversation twice. That time with apple juice, and then, of course, the, the example you gave earlier just had to be about fruit, didn't it? <laughs> cool. Um, well, I want to leave the conversation by pointing out something important about another point, which is if you remember from Peter's uh, – this is like more about what I was saying about taking responsibility for the conduct of the society at its root cause rather than trying to tell people to stop telling people to stop misbehaving, as if that makes any sense. Um, though that group of primates uh, – we talked about this in Ventrilo – that had changed their behaviors because of the fact that, you know, the aggressive people in their, you know, and basically the aggressive apes had died off due to eating some, like, poisoned food. And so all that was left was the, the more mild-mannered apes. And so the society within that group of primates changed, and the kind of aggressive, mean behavior was no longer tolerated, okay? And that's an example that even primates, you know, uh, I can't remember what kind of primates they were, can figure out that that's what's ne needed to happen, and it's not going to happen. You know, if, you know, like I said, people, these people are very quick. For example, you know, if you want to get rid of mods, you should be very quick. For example, to jump on a troll and say, "Hey, man, you know, you need to be more constructive. That's not acceptable." You know, uh, if if you want to see it, you know, the the mods go away. In many cases, though, you don't. Uh, the guy, you know, like, that's the other thing. Getting somebody banned from the Zeitgeist Forum takes a long time. Okay. You've got to report the guy several times and in all sorts of stuff before anybody even takes notice, generally. So it's not like it just happens within 30 seconds. You guys have plenty of time to try to get this person to calm down. And in many cases, we don't hear from any of the critics until they're telling us, hey, you banned that guy. That's wrong. And then they go on for pages talking about how, what a bad person they are for banning them. They don't say anything about what the guy did. And I would also point out that you've know, you got to remember that there are some serious... Uh, strategies brought into this situation and they have to do with the fact that um, you know they know for example trolls know that they can look at a mod and say you're just banning me because you don't you know you don't agree with me you know we actually have no problem with people who disagree with us on Ventrilo you know the forums anywhere and in fact you know I have several people who don't necessarily agree with everything I say who come into those channels and I get along with them just fine it's your conduct you know, if you can find a way to go about doing this in a constructive fashion, then both people are communicating and getting something out of the conversation. If you can't do that without being destructive, then I'm not going to waste my time on you, nor would anybody else. You know, as Roxanne used to say, those people are 20-year plans, and we don't have 20 years. I'm not going to waste 20 years on every individual who thinks that he needs to take it upon himself to be intentionally disruptive or destructive, okay? I'm also not going to condone the idea that just because we can fail to ban some of these guys whose life consists of nothing else but being a troll to the point where they research every possible way to get a dozen proxies, well, I guess we should just stop banning people because we can't ban them anyway. I don't like that solution either. Because at that point, you're basically tearing the te telling the terrorists, because that's what they are. Yep, you're right. You can do whatever you want, and there's nothing we can do about it, so feel free to abuse us. <laughs>
That's not a solution either. I will tell you what a solution is, though. Stop enabling these people, because that's basically what it sounds like. It's like battered wife syndrome, where you're like, oh, I know he has good in him, and yeah, I get that. The problem is, is that if he has good in him, it's his own responsibility to fix himself, and he's never going to fix himself unless he, you know, unless he grows up. And as long as we continue to coddle him, he won't. In many cases, and I know it's difficult for people to realize this, there is a basically a subculture of people who do nothing but troll the Internet. That's what they like to do. They make sport of us. Okay? They make sport of the people who enable them. They make sport of the participants, and they make sport of the moderators. They do it to get a kick out of it. And they laugh at everybody involved, the people who enable them, who they've duped into going along with them, the people who moderate against them and get banned or... You know, sometimes they get their moderation privileges removed because, the, you know, the guy managed to find out a way to lie or make it not his fault. And the participants, they take, make sport of the participants. And I say again, you know, uh, how, you know, we got to think this, you know, drive this home, okay? If you're worried about free speech, I would be worried about the free speech of the 12 or so people who won't participate anymore, either because they're intimidated or because they can't, you know, because they've just decided to leave and they've gotten fed up. Those people's free speech is more important than somebody who's being intentionally destructive. And those people exist because in many cases, when I'm the only person in Ventrilo, for example, to stand up to one of these bullies, I get PMs from like six or seven people who are like, thank you for talking to this guy. And when I'd say to them, hey, well, why don't you say something? They're like, well, I don't want to get involved. Okay, well, you know what? That person has just been banned by that troll. They've just been muted by that troll because they don't want to participate anymore. And I'm sorry, but I will take, you know, the 12 mild-mannered people who are there to have mature, intelligent conversations over one guy who's intent on doing nothing more but getting his jollies off by bullying people on the Internet any day. And um, that concludes my statements on tonight's V Radio. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Please visit v-radio.org, v-radio.org. Um, and I appreciate all of your support. Good night.